on everybody this is episode 38 of david Stanley reflections and today i want to share with you an article i wrote this morning um it is june 5th and this is right in the midst of the george floyd killing and it's uh titled despite my fear of looking bad thoughts on the human range of emotions so I read an article about there's 27 human emotions. I'll discuss 26 of them because of because one of the of it is like sexual desire, which is not relevant in this uh, article about racism and the systematic of what's going on and how I'm feeling. So I wrote admiration. I have admiration for others taking action when white allies are acknowledging their white privilege. It makes me happy that we're moving and then there's some sort of progress because I do think acceptance is to start before any change happens. I tell people all the time when I see, if I see my friends or anyone getting bullied by, by doing nothing, I'm sending a message that it's acceptable. Adoration. I have adorations for my friends like, like Aaron and Melvin who have openly shared about their struggles being black from being arrested, shot at, or being pulled over by cops just because of their dreadlocks or the color of their skin. It breaks my heart when I see that even though we live in this great country, we've, we've not made that much progress at all in regards to, to racism and system, systematic um, and the criminal, the criminal justice system here. So I said, thanks for being vulnerable. And I'm actually interviewing Aaron this weekend about his experience of what it's like being black in this country. Aesthetic appreciation. Although I appreciate the aesthetic of luxury goods, I know that they're being targeted and some unpeaceful riots all over metro areas. I have strong opinions about this and you don't have to agree, but at the end of the day, material items are not as valuable as lives. So even if it's because there's thousands of racist killings a year, honestly, if it's millionaires, uh, if it's millions of dollars of merchandise, I would choose for us to make progress on changing the way we look at race over the cost of what it what it costs to fix the uh, windows. Amusement. I used to laugh at racist jokes all the time that was given to me in a way of dealing with it as a survival mechanism. It never feels good when you're alone and you're the only Asian in the room, and especially when people question like male masculinity within Asians. I know it's a, it's a, it's a pretty racist joke, but I've gotten that my whole life. Um, even in high school and even in the workforce. And um, when I used to meet with decision makers in person, most of them being uh, white males, I, I used to always feel like an imposter. And I still do sometimes. Anxiety. Who isn't feeling anxiety right now with COVID, your job and your livelihood? For those who are privileged enough who do not, who do have a place outside of New York City or any major metro area. It's easy. I'm fortunate enough that I can even escape New York City to stay at my fiance's parents' house. But not all of us are have the luxury where we can escape to go somewhere else. I'm, I know I'm extremely blessed and privileged, and I would be lying if I didn't acknowledge that like I that I've betrayed my city by leaving it in a way during the time where. You know, it's it's a tough time right now to be living in New York City. Um, and I left before it became, quote, unquote, dangerous to stay in New York City. Oh, I'm in all of all of the peaceful protesters and 
people of all colors, backgrounds, and experiences when cops are marching with protesters in some cities that gives me hope that change will come eventually even though it's taken us this long awkwardness it's never an easy conversation when you bring race up as an issue people inherently don't like change and think of how many old school parents still think it's okay to treat others like a second class citizen asian parents are actually some of the worst and i get it like there's trauma and their own racism that they have to deal with and you know i respect that and i hear that but you know, when you take a stand to stand up for what's right, it's never easy to try to help others see a different perspective. Bored. I'm fucking bored staying at home. Let's just be real about that. Honestly, I hate it. Uh, I feel like I should be doing more. You know, I'm doing the best I can. And through therapy and coaching, it's helped me realize that I am doing the best I can. And it starts with having conversations like these. Um, and there, I've, 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 I'll post a link on the podcast episode on how to be a good ally as well. If you are curious and you want to do something instead of just sit there and just feel sorry for yourself. And, and that's okay with in itself, right? I mean, everyone is entitled to their own opinion and inactivity if they choose to, right? Who am I to say that's, that's not a good thing to do. Um, and thanks Garrett. Uh, thanks for, providing us with this resource and bringing the conversation um, to light. Calmness. Meditation has been a great source to ground me. Thank you for the mindfulness community. Even though it's been hard to sleep because of what's going on, I know that you need to take care of yourself before you could take care of others. Confusion. Feeling like some days are great and I'm blessed to be this privileged. And some days I feel so helpless and confused on where to start. And it's okay to, to feel confused every once in a while, as long as it doesn't paralyze you. Cravings. I am craving restaurants, bars, and large gatherings. I'm a social creature by habit. And this social isolation has drastically, or, um, yeah, drastically changed who I am. It's helped me actually have the time and space to reflect and believing for something that's more than just myself. You know, I would say I, I rarely talked about race or politics, but now I know the value in it and I could see why it's something that we should talk about, you know? So being involved with Streetwise Partners, iMentors, um, Orphan Future Alliance, and so many other endeavors, you know, it's, it's awesome to see me change discuss i'm going alphabetical order just just so you guys know discuss absolute disgust that police officers have gotten away with as much as they have so far i get that not all police officers are bad and not all white people are evil but every time i read something about another police officer getting away clean scott clean from these deaths i have so much disgust in my stomach that i generally feel like really bad you know um I'm glad that now there's the catalyst for change and people are actually starting to acknowledge these truths, you know, for instead of just being so ignorant about everything, which truth be told, I was one of those people, right? Empathetic pain, a blessing and a curse. I'm an empath and it's really hard for me to separate my pain from others. Sometimes it's paralyzing. Sometimes it helps me get a good cry so I can process these emotions. And I really love my beautiful fiance because when she sees a TV show or a movie, when someone gets hurt, she always says, ow, my, my tailbone hurts. And I see it in her face. Um, you know, that's why I love her so much because of her big gigantic heart. And 
you know, and being able to feel the the emotions that people do in videos and in, in movies, entrancement. There's been moments of entrancement in, where I've created the space for my men's group to be vulnerable and for us to share how we feel about the situation. And even on my team at LinkedIn, which is a team full of, you know, it's, I'm the only non-white person on my team. So it makes me extremely happy that I could work for a company where this is a valid topic of conversation. I know not everyone has that privilege. Envy. I used to be so envious of white American males, the opportunity that they get to move up in management or being born into wealth that used to consume me. But I see that with any power comes the necessity of being a leader and that pressure is not easy. Having responsibility is not always easy, but it's needed right now more than ever. Excitement. I'm excited and I'm optimistic that there's change starting to happen. I know it's not going to be easy, but with every tragedy comes an opportunity. Speaking for myself uh, through the biggest challenges in my life and a lot of the adversity I've had through um, you know, my father leaving us as a child, racism, myself, and adversity, um, I don't think I would be as passionate about these types of, of endeavors and fear. Of course, there's fear in regards to like posting things like this in regards to my professional brand. How are others going to perceive what I'm saying? Is it going to affect my future career choices? For every 10 good comments, there's always like a couple of bad comments or I guess how I interpret it as bad comments as well. And knowing that many executives and decision makers are white, I know that it's not not everyone is ready to have this type of conversation, but I'm firm in who I am and I am standing for social justice. Horror. The horror as I watch George Floyd and many other videos over the past few years, I asked myself, like, that can very well be my close friends who are black. You know, like, I can't imagine if it was Ryan or Aaron or Melvin, I, I would be devastated if, if that was them dying from, from this. Interest. I'm interested in change and how companies like LinkedIn are starting the conversation. I know that action is more important, but starting the conversation and being interested in, in it is one way forward. Joy. There's so much joy when I see us come together and start to view others as strangers and, and not as strangers, but as one species as a human. Nostalgia. I miss the simpler days where I can walk around the halls of, of work even at LinkedIn or even prior to that, ignorant of what's going on around around going on around me. In a way, humans are great at avoiding the problem. Many of us naturally love conflict. Life is much easier this way. Romance. I'm in love with reading Trevor Noah, Kevin Hart, and other influential black influencers uh, in their biographies and what it's like growing up through apartheid or what it's like growing up being a black male in Philly. And I love the vulnerability. It's so relatable. And that's what standings for something sounds like. It's not always easy, but people make a lot of sacrifices to be able to create change and to inspire others to do something. Sadness. There's extreme sadness for, you know, that it's 2020 and jails are basically a version of slavery. From watching the 13th documentary on Netflix, uh, I, was, it was, I was sick to my stomach. Like I couldn't even watch it all without like trying to distract myself, like scrolling through social media or playing, like, you know, doing something else because it's so hard to, to fathom that this is the reality. 
satisfaction. I will be satisfied when I start to see real change instead of just speaking about change. But I do think that's a great start. Sympathy. I have sympathy for others who are not taking action because of their fear of looking bad. I was one who cared too much about this topic and still do from time to time. Like I've said, by doing nothing, you're sending a message as well. And lastly, triumph. We will triumph through this like we always do because humans are capable of anything and and we and change does happen even though it is taking us longer than I would like for us to. And not everyone is this optimistic, but I am. So I hope you enjoyed the these 26 messages of the human the range of human emotions. And I hope this inspires you to post something and be vocal about it as well. Thanks.